we're trying out a different format this time due to popular demand. <laughs> Why you laugh? Because only one person asked for it. <laughs> no one will know. <laughs> okay. okay. Hi everyone, I'm Sophia. I'm Michelle, and you're listening to Let's Talk! This is a podcast where we rant about K-dramas because we watch so much of it and have so much to say. If you also like hunting for K-drama discussions, reviews and recaps after every episode, then this is the podcast for you. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk. Yay! Today we're going to try a new format. Instead of reviewing a drama, we're going to talk about the dramas on our radar. And this is due to popular requests as a lot of people were asking us, what are we watching? And that's actually something that we've been wondering ourselves as well. We just finished Navillera and I'm, to be honest, struggling to think about what to watch next. So, so we thought we'll bring you along for the ride as we make our decisions based on science. <laughs> what science? <laughs> Based on combination of uh, actor, script, scriptwriter, potential, there's a mm. scoring system. Yeah. So yes, there is science behind this. <laughs> okay, so... Okay, like, actually, to confess, while we were doing Navilera, we were watching some shows also. Because we only record once a week. <laughs> and so we could only watch four episodes once a week. And so we had to fill the space with other dramas. <laughs> But yeah, we're too busy to record more frequent episodes, but we are not too busy to watch more drama. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. I mean, when you put it that way, why must you call us all that way? <laughs> Just being honest. <laughs> but yeah, so it was quite an interesting turn of events, right? Because I remember two of us, we were pitching shows to each other to cover in our podcast. Mm. And those two shows we ended up watching, but I watched the one that you recommended while you watched the one that I recommended <laughs> and we ended up watching two different dramas. Yeah, exactly. And those dramas were Mine and Law School. Yeah, so maybe shall we talk about Mine first? Yeah. So Mine is about two women. So they are the main characters of the show. Kim So-hyung as well as Lee Bo-young, also a very famous actress. So it's about these two women trying to overcome the world's prejudices in order to find their true selves. I'm reading this off. Drama is saying it sounds so dramatic. <laughs> but it's actually the story of these two women who live in a huge mansion that belongs to the Hyowon group. So it's like a conglomerate. And they're both the daughter-in-laws of the family. So it's their individual stories as they try to fit with the family mm. and also pursue their own ambitions at the same time. Two very different ambitions, mm. which you'll see as you watch the show. And yeah, it's interesting because at first I thought that the two of them were going to be pitched as you know, rivals, as they usually do, mm. with dramas and powerful women. But in this drama, the two of them are supporting each other. So that's always nice to see. And yeah, that's pretty much what we will say here without giving away any spoilers. But there's a bit of mystery thriller thrown in there, which you'll see in the first episode, I believe. Mm. That's going to be one of the backbones of the show and makes it a little bit more exciting. So you have to figure out who did this. Mm. Thing. Mm. So I didn't consider mine until Sof told me that Kim Sohyung was in there. I became a big fan after watching her in Sky Castle. So she was the tutor. 
the one with the hair tied back. She was saying Nim for everyone who watched who watched <laughs> Sky Castle. She was the memorable tutor. So mm. when yeah, when Soph told me that she was acting as one of the main characters in mine, I was instantly convinced. I think Kim So Hyung is a is an interesting one because she's had a long career. I think she's in her. I need to fact check this. She's probably in her forties, right now. So it's past, you know, the typical peak of her actress career. She never really picked properly. I think she had one drama that was very popular, but then it didn't really, there was nothing that really stuck until Sky Castle again. So she kind of went back up in popularity. And it's always villain roles. She's always playing like the the mistress uh, and Sky Castle is the evil tutor. And she even said before in an interview that she doesn't want to get typecasted as villains. Now villains are quite cool. But then, you know, like it's an actress slash actor's worst nightmare to get typecasted. So uh, mm. it's nice to see that she's gaining more popularity, even if it's a little bit late. Mm. And she's getting different types of roles. Mm. So I think she acted in a detective film, I believe, before this. And then finally, she has a, she's a main character in mind. So that was quite interesting and probably the biggest reason why I chose to watch mine. Yeah. I think we'll keep it a secret from our listeners whether she was a villain or not a villain in mm-hmm. this drama. Mm-hmm. We'll let you find out for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I think there is a lot of room for villains in this one. It's a yeah. mystery drama, <laughs> I yeah. would say. Doesn't it remind you of Sky Castle, honestly? Yeah, the moment they had that tutor enter in the first episode, I was just like, flashback to Sky Castle. <laughs> <laughs> like the setting is quite similar, right? Yeah, rich families. But the setting of mine is way more exaggerating than mm. Sky Castle, mm. than World of the Married. Mm. Um, I didn't watch Penthouse, so I don't know, but it mm. looks like it's on a larger scale than Penthouse also in terms mm. of like the luxury and fortune of the household. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I almost feel like they took a bit of inspiration from British period dramas, like mm. Downton Abbey, like you've got your mm. household and then you've got a mates who live downstairs. Mm. True, true, true. <laughs> Different houses on the same property. Yeah. Uh, at one point, it even felt like a game of Cluedo because like we mentioned, there's a bit of mystery going on in this drama. There's yeah. a bit of like who done it. Um, yeah. So at one point, it just felt like I was playing Cluedo. <laughs> yeah. But um, the interesting thing about this is also that it's a female-oriented storyline. And mm. I think they actually talked about it in the press as such. And it's true, right? Mm. I think the main protagonists in this drama are all females. And they're all you know strong characters in their own mm. right. Um, and I also found out through a little bit of digging that the screenwriter and director of this drama are females also. So I, mm. I just I think they've written it and produced it from a very female perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, mm. Interesting. So yeah, I would say it's quite a refreshing take on the table table environment. Uh, It's a bit different. Maybe not amazingly different, but I think it's been interesting enough. And I would say it's worth a watch. Yeah. Yeah, so while Michelle was watching mine, I was watching Law School. I'll start by reading off my drama list and how they describe Law School. When a grim incident occurs at a prestigious law school, justice through law is put to the test by a tough law professor and his ambitious students. <laughs> uh, it's such a drama list description to make it dramatic. <laughs> yeah, 
But um, <laughs> Grim Incident is correct because somebody died on in the first episode and essentially the rest of the drama was based on that very premise. Um, tough law mm. professor is also true and, and we'll talk about that in a bit. And yeah, it basically has a few key students in this drama that they kind of shed a spotlight on and they kind of tell a bit of backstory about them. So you've got, you know, natural gifted law student versus somebody who overcame childhood poverty and is not the smartest but struggles mm. and managed to somehow get by in law school. Mm. Um, yeah, and then you have successful prosecutor turned law professor who is also a very interesting character in the school setting and is, plays a very interesting role in the students' lives. So, yeah, you've got these interesting mm. characters and a very fresh premise also. Initially, I told Michelle I didn't want to watch Law School because it looked like a very taxing drama. Like, there were all these law terms getting thrown around, like the professor walking into class and throwing like a scenario for them to talk about whether it's ethical or like what are the, how would they argue that case in court. And I wanted to be able to follow all those arguments, but I just felt like if I were to watch it after work, I completely wouldn't be able to. But mm. it was quite interesting, so I kind of caved and watched it anyway, which is the reason why... To be very honest, like half the time I lost the plot. Like when they were speculating and debating, I think I was just like zoning out. But mm. overall, mm. I think the pace of the drama was interesting and it was very, it was quite unique, lah. Mm. I would say. Hearing you describe the synopsis, it sounds a lot like How to Get Away with Murder. Is it similar to that? Yeah. So for those of you who have watched the US series, I, I really did draw some parallels with that drama. The fact that mm. it is set in a law school. You have mm. a very emotionally involved professor with her students. Uh -huh. They also have this like legal clinic going on on the side. Mm. And then there's like accusations of murder mm. or crime among the teachers and students. Like mm. all of them were suspected of something at some point. Except because this is Korea. So <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, in a bit to not reveal any spoilers, I'll let you find out. But mm. I think you can expect a Korean series to be a bit tamer than something you'll find in the US. Okay, that's good because US one was really <laughs> off the charts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. The other parallel that I thought of was also um, this like centering around a unique teacher character. Mm. It's actually very reminiscent of the J-dramas I used to watch in the early 2000s. So things like uh, Great Teacher Onizuka, Dragon Sakura, it's like Great Teacher Onizuka is actually a biker gang leader who oh. went and became a teacher. <laughs> Oh. And obviously, you know, he's the kind of teacher who will be quite, like, unconventional, yep. but also very effective at the same time. Mm -hmm. So, and, and Dragon Sakura was this, like, lawyer. I can't remember for what reason he ended up being in school. Um, mm. But it was all, like, interesting teacher character that the students felt a lot of connection with. Uh, mm. So, yeah, it was very J-drama. And I don't think I've seen, like, this kind of setting in Korean dramas. When we talk about school for K-dramas, it's always high school. <laughs> Mm. that actually sounds interesting I think you've sold me on law school <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds quite refreshing I don't think there's a there's a K-drama that I can think of that has a similar premise and similar setting yeah. mm. interesting and I saw yeah. the trailer on Netflix and I recognised the female lead she was Pora from Reply 1988 mm. very memorable face so I was like oh that's, that's Pora from reply and the melee was Yirang obviously from our oh, recent our favorite. Kill, Kill. yeah our 
our little Hyung syndrome fox. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I mean on, on the actor and actress alone, I I would watch watch it for them because I, I like their characters mm. in both of the dramas. Mm. Actually it took me a very long time to recognize Pora. <laughs> but <laughs> when I found out I actually got very excited because uh, yeah, I haven't seen yeah. her since Reply 1988. Yeah, it's like she disappeared after Reply 1988, at least from mainstream, very mainstream dramas, and now she's back. Oh, one more fun fact on this drama. So mm. I went to do a little bit of digging again on my mm. drama <laughs> list. Um, mm. And on the screenwriter's profile, I only see two dramas. And the previous one was actually also a law one. It's called Judge oh. vs. Judge. I've never heard oh. of it, but... I wonder whether this is like her specialty, like with all the legal setting and legal environment. Ah, Maybe that's interesting. her thing. His or her thing. Yeah. Oh, do you know if Judge versus Judge was a hit? Uh not as big as law school, I think. Well, they have Netflix to thank. Mm. Yeah. Part of why I recommended law school was that it was being forced to me on Netflix. Like every time I scroll it's always law school, law school, law school. <laughs> so honestly that was the main reason why I added it into the list. So it's definitely mm. Netflix has a part to play in yeah. making this drama's popular. It did come mm. out on top 10 quite a bit. In Singapore at least. In Singapore, right? Yeah. Speaking of top 10s, the one that is still on top 10 is Move to Heaven, which I've heard a lot uh, of good things about. Yeah. So many people are talking about it. I'm seeing it on my social media left, right, centre. Yeah, what's interesting at least in... My experience is that the people who recommend the drama to me, they're not typical K-drama fans. So it seems like this drama is very popular amongst very mainstream audience. Oh. Even those that don't typically watch K-drama. So that was interesting. And they're doing something right for sure if they're, if they're gaining new audience. Mm, yeah, they must be doing something right here. The reputation that it has right now is that it's a tearjerker. Very emotional. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, know if, if I'm ready. ready. For it, to be <laughs> <laughs> After Nabilera, oh no! Yeah. After Harapochi, it's like, can we can we take another one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So move to heaven. It's centered around a character called Kuru, who is a young autistic man. He works for his father's business, which is called Move to Heaven. <laughs> Surprise, surprise! <laughs> um, good business name. Good business name. Um, and interestingly, their job is actually to arrange items left behind by deceased people. Uh, which, is, which is why it's called Move to Heaven because their belongings are here but they're in heaven. Um, so one mm. day his own father dies, he's left alone but his uncle shows up and now that uncle is his guardian. But I'm sure there's some like conflict between mm. them because the uncle is like a cold man who used to be an arch martial artist. A very different person from him, basically. Mm. So um, that's all we know from the synopsis. And I think it's a lot for us to find out mm. as we watch it. And actually, it's adapted from a non-fiction essay called Things Left <gasps> Behind, written by a professional trauma cleaner called Kim Sebyo. Oh my god, I just got goosebumps. Wow. Seriously? Yeah. I guess it's based on somebody's real experiences. Oh wow. Oh, my interest just multiplied tenfold. Yeah. The actors though, I recognize Unho from Navilera, which we've, we've just talked about. Oh, is she acting there? Is she one of the main leads? One of the main few, I guess. Ah. 
but the main character is an autistic man. Um, pretty challenging role, right? Because mm-hmm. the last one I saw that had a, an, an autistic character was It's Okay, not it's okay to okay. Not Be Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Sang Tae. Mm-hmm. Sang Tae's performance was so good. Like, I don't know how to top that. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Google this, this guy a bit. Tang Jun Sang. So apparently he's half Malaysian, which explains his surname. Oh, neighbor. Yeah, and he acted in Crash Ending on You. So I googled his name along with Crash Ending on You, and then I had to see him next to Hyun Bin to recognize him. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he was one of the supporting soldiers, but he, I think he was the, the one with the mom, was it? Oh, I think so, I think so. The one that um, his mom. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm sorry, he was one of the more unmemorable soldiers. So. <laughs> But kudos to a Malaysian, well, half Malaysian, making it in the big screen. So that's always nice to see. Netflix is the equivalent of a big screen nowadays. Yeah. Oh my God. Global screen. But uh, yeah. yeah, it mainly it's more and in a challenging role like this. Mm. And mm. this drama so far is getting very highly rated. It's 9.2 on my drama list. Yeah. So I must say that's that's a very big success. And yeah. yeah, I think it must be the highest rated drama on the dramas that we are talking about today. <laughs> mm. yeah, yeah, so definitely a must watch for me. Mm-hmm. I googled the other guy as well. Yi Chae-hoon. So it took oh. me a while to recognize him. But apparently mm. he's, he's the actor in Signal. And I really like Signal. So one, one more reason to watch this show. Mm. I have not watched Signal. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess neither of these guys are very mainstream popular K drama actors, and they're not your typical you know heartthrob pretty boy style, mm. but they both have pretty impressive portfolios as well. So it's quite exciting to see how they perform in this drama. Quite excited. Yeah. Speaking of Navilera, <laughs> there's another link, and this time is an actor link because Song Kang, our ballerino is acting in a new show called oh. Nevertheless. So I actually got shown an ad on YouTube for Nevertheless. Mm. And he's apparently acting as a playboy in this show, which is Ooh. exciting. Because I think he's acted in very serious shows before this, like Nevertheless and A Sweet Home. And mm. I actually read some criticism of his acting, where they were saying that, I mean, he's good looking and he's good and all that, but the range of his acting in terms of the emotions that he can show is a bit limited, which I was surprised by because I thought he did a good job in Navilera, but apparently people are picking up that he doesn't have an extensive range of emotions and expressions. Mm. So it'll be quite interesting to see him do this type of rom-com because I think it, it requires a very different... He cannot be a moody-moody, you know? He has to be very light-hearted. Mm. So it's good to see him do different roles and quite excited to see what they will do with the show. But I don't know, I... My gut feel says that it'll be a trashy show. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> really? Because, like, uh, yeah, the premise is, like, playboy. Uh, so then the girl fall in love. I don't know. It's... Oh, yeah. I think it. I think this goes in, like, a friends with benefit direction before real romance happens. Yeah. To me, that was interesting because it's friends with benefit thing. It reminds me of the movie... Uh, with Justin Timberlake and Mila Kunis. So if it is like that level, because that movie was really quite good and it was very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that one. So if it is, then not bad. 
but you're right lah. Songkang in this kind of a plot will need to be a bit cheeky. Yeah, yeah. Need to be a bit playboy, and he hasn't really been in that kind of roles. I I watched Sweet Home. Yep. I saw him for the first time in Sweet Home, and mm. I thought it was he was pretty good. But now, in hindsight, when you're talking about ex- range of expression, I guess in Sweet Home, his character doesn't really require a big range. <laughs> it was just like either very upset that the world is crumbling, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or very determined to defeat like monsters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but I started paying attention to him after Sweet Home, and so which is why like I was inclined to watch Navillera mm-hmm. besides like the whole plot and everything. Um, mm. So yeah, he looked pretty good in the trailer for Nevertheless. So yeah, quite an eye candy. I think I can uh, get on board, even yeah. if it doesn't turn out to be an amazing piece of work. <laughs> <laughs> I just googled it. It's really good reviews. Oh really? So, yeah, and apparently it's a adapted from a webtoon. So I guess Song Kang is the star of webtoon dramas. Uh, oh yeah, Sweet Home was a webtoon also. Mm-hmm. Nabila was also a webtoon. Oh, yeah. I guess he has the webtoon built and hair and facial features. Yeah, he does remind me of a cartoon character. Like the features very perfect, you know, got the very typical yeah. anime, almost very anime style face. Mm, right. Body proportions yeah. is perfect. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. These articles are quoting him as the son of Netflix because he stars in so many Netflix shows. Oh, that is that is a good point. <laughs> and also last episode we were saying Navilera did really well on Netflix but not so much in local ratings. Yeah. So maybe he has that global appeal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's also the female lead in this, um, Han Sohee. She mm-hmm. was in World of the Married. Did you watch that one? No, I didn't. It looked too heavy. Uh, yeah, it is a little bit. It's like Sky Castle, but not as great and very oh. trashy marital affairs. <laughs> oh, okay. But, I guess um, that's not my list for sure. <laughs> yeah, you can skip it. But uh, Han okay. Soi, he was in there. She was the mistress, the Xiao San. <laughs> but yes, I find her super pretty. And I, I think it's a nice visual pairing between Song Kang and Han So Hee. So, eye candy-esque drama. So, yeah. Conclusion for Nevertheless is something we probably will watch out of indulgence, but we don't have high expectations for it, right? Yeah. Yeah, we'll watch for Song Kang. Mm. Sight for sore eyes. <laughs> and maybe we'll come back to you guys and tell you how it was. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I have a fairly old one on my list as well that somebody keeps talking about oh <laughs> are you talking about me <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and and it's a hospital playlist mm. so I've been getting psychoed non-stop by Soph even during work meetings she talks about it <laughs> <laughs> oh, we cannot let our bosses hear about it so we've just outed <laughs> ourselves as colleagues <laughs> <laughs> oh shit <laughs> that's true <laughs> You didn't know that, but now you do. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So Sophie has been cycling me to, to watch it, hospital playlist, and heard a lot of good things. I keep seeing those snippets on YouTube. Mm. I I don't watch it, but then it keeps showing up. So I'm assuming that it's a very popular drama, mm. and apparently there's a season two coming out now. Mm. So I I figured out I should probably watch season one. Yes, you should. 
since season two, they only have one episode uploaded on Netflix now. Uh, I'm actually holding back with all my might to watch it. I want to wait until it's done. Why? I'm a binger, so I'll be very frustrated if I cannot continue. Oh. Um, so I'll wait for everything to be done. Uh, season one as well, I only got on board quite late, so I watched everything at one go because it was already all aired. And mm-hmm. this is my pitch now. It is one of my top two mm-hmm. all-time favourite dramas. All time. Okay. <laughs> Give me the spiel, so f- tell me what Hospital Play is about. Okay, yeah, so Hospital Playlist is, I would say it's a bit slice of life, but it's set in a medical setting, and there are very serious medical mm-hmm. scenes in there, so it's a pretty legit medical drama. La. But at the same time, there are comedic sequences in there that makes it like a sitcom, mm. and there's also a lot of friendship uh. and feels. Because basically, the five main characters were university friends. So basically, they graduated medical school together. And then uh, mm. for the last decade, they were working separately. But now at this point in their life, I think they are like late 30s, perhaps. They are now working mm. in the same hospital. So they're all in different disciplines and then they get together to room breaks. They get together after work. And then on the weekends, they get together to jam. And that's why it's called Hospital Playlist because oh. there's a big music element oh. in this. And the actors... Oh, that makes sense Yes, so the actors... Oh, my favourite. And he's my favourite, but I forget his name. (laughs) Yeah, I knew it. He's the guy from Jealousy Incarnate, right? what's his name? That you also keep recommending to me. Chong Suk. Is his name Chong Suk? I don't know if it's your favourite, not my favourite. Wow, very very (laughs) brutal. (laughs) Uh, Cho... Cho Jong Suk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (gasps) He's married to Gummy. Yeah, yeah, he's married to Gummy. What? 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 For a very long time already. I'm shooketh. And they're both amazing singers. So Cho Jong Sook, is, oh, even though he's an wow. actor, he stars in a lot of musicals. He has a great voice and he can sing very well. Um, so yeah, both he and Gummy are singers. And then uh, there's another musical actress, uh, the female lead out of the five of them. There's only one female. So she... Chon Mido, mm. she's also a musical actress, so she can sing very well. So the funny thing is, in this drama, she can't sing. As in her character can't sing. So they're always making uh, fun of her. And she has to intentionally go out of tune. Uh, <laughs> Which is very hilarious to watch. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So the five of them get together to yeah. jam and they actually sing. So if you go to Spotify and listen to the soundtrack. It's actually the actors themselves uh, singing and, and they actually get together to rehearse before the drama, like practice, learn how to play bass and, and keyboard and everything. Oh, so, very mm, cool. And I, That's fun. Yeah, it's very fun. So at first when I saw the Netflix trailer, I tell you it doesn't do any justice to the show because I was like, huh, medical drama, another one. But <laughs> I watched it because I was bored and I was like, thank goodness I did. The friendship between them is so precious. It's almost like friends. And because they spend so much time mm. with each other outside of drama rehearsing for their performances, so mm. they actually have very good friendship between them and it's very, very nice to see. So, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, the title is so... The title is so underwhelming. The hospital place. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, scrolls past. <laughs> yeah, it is a little bit. I, the, mm, yeah, the promotion around this and the branding is, is not there. Um, yeah. So if I were to make any parallels with American dramas, I would kind of say it's like a combination of Grace, a much toned down version Grace. of Grace, plus Friends, mm. Grace Anatomy, lah. That's an interesting imagery. Oh. 
Well, I recognize one of the actors, Yu Yeon Sok. Mm. I loved him since Mr. Sunshine. Mm. Do you, I do watch Mr. I did, Sunshine. I did. He acted as the, the swordsman you know, the guy. The samurai yeah. guy. I was like, <laughs> even though he's like super hopeless in love, but it was really yeah. cute. So, oh, I recognize mm. him. I'm convinced. And Kim Daemyung? Kim Daemyung, he, because you asked me to watch me sing, which I am now. <gasps> ah! Yes! He's the manager. <laughs> the manager. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just realized. Yeah. Oh. Chong Kyung Ho is also in a lot of shows. Um, I just don't remember off the top of my mind which ones. But yeah, they're all very seasoned. Oh. They've been in many dramas. So Good cast. Yes, good cast, good script. Mm. It's very, very lovely all around. I've shed tears. I've laughed like an idiot. So... <laughs> Highly recommend. Okay, can I'm convinced. No one's asking, but I say it's top two of my favorite dramas, right? So the one that is <laughs> top is Anmulangung. Huh? Have you heard about the phrase no. before? Anmulangung. So Muroyo is is ask, right? Yeah. So Anmuroyo is didn't ask, uh, and then Kungumeo is is curious. So Angung is like not curious. <laughs> so Anmulangung is like didn't ask, not curious. Anmulangung. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, it's I say top two because the one next to it is Reply 1990. Reply 1988. Really? Is that your top one drama? These two are on par. Because <laughs> it's the very friendship kind of drama, yeah. isn't it? That you like. Very friendship slice of oh, life. Oh, and the music. I just remembered to say it. The music that they play in hospital playlists are all uh, retro music. Oh, you have a... I have a vibe and a preference. <laughs> yes, it's clear. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I'm getting way too excited talking about this. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, did, I didn't know Reply 1988 was your top one drama. Mm. Interesting. Until Hospital Playlist came mm. along. Now they share the spot. Oh, wait. So now... Oh, oh, I see. You can't have two favourites. Just like how you can't have two chairs. So... F- <laughs> <laughs> too bad. Convince, convince. Nice. A success. So can't wait to, for you to watch season one and tell us all about it, okay? Can. So there is one last drama that has been catching my attention on Netflix, which is mm. Record Boys. I think it's because the trailer keeps auto-playing. <laughs> Again, it's another one of those things that Netflix forces in our faces. Sounds super manga style. Yeah. Record Boys, like, it's about badminton. <laughs> Oh yeah, that is super Japanese manga. <laughs> it's like there seems to be a manga for every sport and occupation. Uh, not something that the Koreans usually do, but some. Oh my god, they better they better dramatize the moves like they do in mangas. You no, know, shing <laughs> the record cover. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they better dramatize it. Otherwise, I'm not watching it. <laughs> yeah, but it looks very motivational and uplifting, as all youth and sports drama do. But it's not usually uh-huh. my style. Um, I don't usually watch this, but the yeah. last one I did was actually weightlifting fairy Kim Bok Chu, which you made me watch. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that show. Yeah, so I'm wondering whether it will have the same effect as weightlifting fairy did. Um, but I do think that one is a bit hard to mm. talk because that one was a really good one. Yeah. Yeah. Although, um, mm. what? stood out to me was also there are a few kid actors in this. You might recognize them. There's Ye Bin from Sky Castle. 
who's the other the younger king? The two me? sisters, the older one is the very loud one. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, Yesu, right? The yeah. older one. Was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. So she's the younger, more rebellious yeah. one. Oh. So she's in this one. And then there's um, the boy. He's in a lot of dramas. You recognize him, his big eyes, very cute, round face. Um, but I remember him the best as Pilgu from When the Camellia Blooms, which is another one, another drama that I love a lot. Um, and he was very adorable in that drama. So he's in this one too. So I'm looking forward to seeing the kid actors in the main cast. It's kind of like Sky Castle where you get a lot of young actors. I'm googling now to see the reviews straight away. Indonesian slam badminton K-drama record boys for racist depiction. Oh, I'm sorry. I cannot. <laughs> if it goes against my countrymen, I cannot. I'm sorry. It's out. <laughs> for what reason again? Apparently, the, the drama has a racist depiction of the Indonesian badminton team. That's terrible. And the IMBD is like 1.3 out of 10. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. Google review is 1.4 out of 5. My drama list is 8.2 eh. But IMDb is 1 out of 10. I've never seen IMDb ratings for any Korean drama, so I don't know what's the standard. <laughs> it's 22,000 people reviewed eh. Wow. Oh, it's so bad ah. But technically, if it's racist towards the Indonesian team and a lot of Indonesians watch K-dramas, it's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, there's a few million people. <laughs> exactly. That's like your main audience nowadays eh. They shouldn't do that. Oh, it's so bad. There's so much controversy. I'm going to read now. K-drama record. Boys anger Indonesians. Ooh, I'm going to watch it right after this. Ooh, I'm more excited about the drama around this drama versus the actual drama. Yeah. So, I guess we are not watching this, but we're going to be watching YouTube videos around what the hell's going on with record boys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, not watching it. I just watch reviews of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very big shame, especially because it's on Netflix as well. Yeah. It's hard to believe that nowadays anyone can come up with something that is so controversial. Like, shouldn't you know better <laughs> by now? <laughs> you know, if it was 10 years ago, yeah, but now, and to publish on Netflix, oof. Is there a clip that we can see? So we can watch it for ourselves and decide for ourselves whether it's problematic or not. Oh, I found one tweet. I'm reading the tweet now. They are saying that episode 5 apparently pictured Indonesia as number one very bad accommodation number two will win against all odds like with any method mm. so suggesting that it might not oh, be not fair competition ethical, like like proper yeah and then um, the Korea team were forced to practice in a place without aircon while the Indonesia team practiced at the location of the match and then in the finals the Indonesian players were trash essentially the points were like 9 to 21 and 7 to 21. So like essentially just, just trash very mm. badly. Lah. And that's pretty bad because badminton is considered a national sport in Indonesia. Oh, really? Yeah. It's described as part of the national identity. So mm. so I guess we're not watching it. <laughs> I'm actually interested to just watch episode 5. To see what they do, right? Just to see it for myself. Because it sounds like it's not just one scene. It sounds like it's peppered throughout the episode that is set in Indonesia where they went for a competition. Yeah. And it's just like various aspects of it. Put It wasn't just like one yeah. remark or one part of the script. Yeah, the tweet that you sent me is from a sports editor who's verified. It's always a sports editor. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, I guess, um, well, it's off my list. Yeah. Is it off your list? 
Yeah, pretty much. So today we have four shows that are worth watching and one that you can scratch off your list. No, we have five shows worth watching and one to scratch off. Oh, yes. So to recap, it was Law School, Mine, uh, Move to Heaven, heaven. Hospital Playlist, and Nevertheless. Nevertheless. Mm. Yeah. No record boy. Boycott. (laughs) Record boycott? (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) That's a sign that we should end this podcast. (laughs) Alright, so if you do end up watching any of those and you have thoughts on your own, feel free to let us know what you think on Reddit. And don't forget to follow us on Spotify or wherever you get a podcast from. Okay, see you. Bye. Bye.